Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey there, and thanks for downloading this Sunranto Show interview with Cole Franklin, the Cubs prospect. You're getting this show a little bit later than our Patreon supporters, and you're also going to have to listen to lots of advertising during this show. Why? Because you're not a Patreon supporter. I'm going to keep this brief. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto and sign up today for as little as a dollar a month. You get the, all of our shows early, completely ad-free. Plus, you get access to our preview episodes during the season about all the Cubs matchups. You're going to want to know all about it. Uh, plus, uh, you get uh, access to the Sun Ranto Super Ranchers page on Facebook, where I do post-game shows every now and again. And lately, it's been every day. Uh, you can get the Cub, all my Cubs music and high-quality downloads sent right to your RSS feed. You can get the Rancher calendar uh, at the $10 level. And plus, 10% a month goes to the Lost Boys program where we help kids in Chicago play baseball while we build our community. Uh, if you would buy each one of us a beer for doing this show, that's $3 a month. And uh, that should cover us for one beer at Wrigley Field per year, unfortunately, because Ricketts hates us. So um, all the money goes back in the show to our StreamYard feed, to podcast hosting, hosting to the events that we do, advertising tickets and batteries and microphones and headphones. And uh, the link to subscribe is right in the podcast notes of this episode. So just click on it right there, patreon.com slash sunranto for as little as a dollar a month or $12 a year, which is nothing. You just got your stimulus check. Give us $10 of it. That's all I'm trying to say. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Uh, enjoy this interview and all the ads you're going to have to listen to because you're not a Patreon supporter. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rocket. I'm here with my pal, Crawley the Cub, with his Club 400 beer uh, from Club 400 Brewery. Or from, uh, what's it? What's the name Crystal of it? Lake Brewery. Crystal Lake Brewery, yeah. A beer for all nine innings, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we, are, uh, we are blessed to have uh, one of the Cubs' top prospects uh, coming on the show today, Cole Franklin. Crawley, tell us a little bit about this guy, and then uh, he's going to tell us about him. The so. pride of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. He is one of the top 10 pitching prospects for the Cubs drafted, and, uh, you know, he's really somebody that the Cubs are high on. You look at any top 10 prospect list, and you'll see Cole's name on there. So we are super excited, and let's welcome Cole Franklin right now. 
<laughs> the crowd goes wild. How's it going? Great. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Can't complain. So uh, tell me, where are you right now? I'm currently in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma right now. Oh, home. You're uh, you're, you're yeah. Cool. I, I like what you're giving me. You got this cool shadow on the wall. It kind of like give me. Yeah, old old detective movie kind of thing. You know, it's a, you look like a, a detective. And uh, I'm loving the Brody shirt because like we're super big on him. Push and believe, positive push. Our our man Bleacher Jeff out in the well. We were talking right before we went on. Man, big fans, and you know, of course, it's we all miss him very much. But I know. Our friend John Baker uh, was really high on him and uh, really, really great friends with him, bringing him into the clubhouse. Um, did you have a chance to meet Brody? I never did, actually. No, sir. No. I wish I could have. I mean, I love everything he's about. I just like, like I said, it's just so positive, and that's the biggest thing to do. You got to spread positivity. And, but no, I didn't get the chance to meet him. So I, I wish I did, though. Yeah. And, and, and so you grew up with baseball in your blood, right? Tell us a little bit about uh, your family and how baseball was part of your DNA. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, my dad is an MLB agent. My uncle played 13 years. So I grew up in a super small town in uh, Spiro, Oklahoma. It's, like, right on the border of, like, Arkansas and Oklahoma. And, uh, I mean, ever since I could, you know, start remembering things, I was always, like, I was always in a baseball uh, setting, baseball area. Like, uh, I got to, like, go travel with my uncle, like, go sit in the clubhouse, like, Albert Pujols, all those reasons, like, hang out in there with him, like, before the games. And then my dad, like, represented Ian Kinsler. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to, like, go chill with, like, Elvis Andrews, Adrian Beltre, and all of them before the games, go shag for him. And it was, like, uh, so, I mean, ever since I kind of was, you know, Welcome to the game. Like I, I just I loved it. And I was like, man, like this is what I want to do for a job, one hundred percent. Like I can't see myself doing anything else. And I remember the one thing me and my dad would always do growing up. I, I was the biggest Derek Jeter fan, and so he'd always go in the front yard, and be like, hey, dad, let's go. I need some Jeter throws. Always backhand, jump and throw, and like that's what made me like. Oh, like that's what made me like uh, just pretty much fall in love with the game. And like as long as I can remember, I always just wanted to be the best I could be. Well, you know, usually we do not allow any Cardinals highlights uh, on this show, but we thought we'd make an exception to show your uncle, who Cub fans very much remember. Got him. Ball game. Cardinals win it. Three to two. Good ball game, Dan. Hopefully it'll start something for the Redbirds. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for one of one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram and you can win. Get your sneakers from eBay. It's free to sell your sneakers there uh, if they're worth $100 or more. And thanks to eBay's authenticity guarantee, verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. Other sites take $25. So come on now. Get in there. Sell your sneakers. Buy your some sneakers. Get Go to eBay. And if 
this money you'll save by doing it on eBay, you'll have a lot of extra money for, guess what? More sneakers. And thanks for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show eBay. Also sponsoring Sunranto is Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA's in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest as BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Wow. Yeah, that was just PTSD for a bunch of Cub fans up here. It was like, how can you show the Cardinals win on a Cubs podcast? That's sacrilege. Yeah. Now your uncle was a pitcher in the in the show. So did he? Did that inspire you? Because he said you were a big Jeter fan. What got you into being a pitcher? Um, honestly, like kind of size and uh, just kind of how my arm works. So like, I mean, everybody in my family was pitchers, and so I kind of always like just focused on like basic mechanics growing up. My dad just always was always on me about just like clean arm action, like just good mechanics, stay healthy, and so I mean. I would say it, would, it was just mainly because I, I was always so comfortable on the mound to where hitting, I was, I was comfortable, but I was like, man, I, I just like being on the mound more. I like being able to control the game. And so I think that had a lot to do with it. But uh, I would Size, say, you're 6'4", uh, right? You're 6'4". Six six four, four, five now, 6'5", now. You keep growing? Yeah. I'm still growing, I think. What, what are they feeding you down there in the minor leagues? Is it like uh, – it's just it's just that Oklahoma. And well, I want to know what's happening in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. What are they putting in the water there? Because I looked it up, and you know, not only are, are you from there, but uh, you've got uh, Archie Bradley's from there. So is Brad Penny and Warren Spahn, the Hall of Famer. It, yeah. I, I don't know if he's from there, if he lived there, uh, but either way, and also uh, uh, Tristan Chenoweth, a famous Broadway actor, uh, is from Broken Arrow, like. What is, that's a town of 100,000 people. Like, how do you have so many, like, famous, talented people come out of there? I honestly have zero clue because this would be the last place that I expect, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, no, honestly, like, your guess is as good as mine. I, I have zero clue. they got to be spiking the water with something. It's got to be. I'm right. telling and, and And so being from Oklahoma, you know, that was where the Cubs found you. And do you remember who scouted you? Ty Nichols. Ty Nichols, okay. So Ty Nichol, and and so you had a what broken foot your senior year? Yeah, so I fouled the ball off my uh, my foot the second game of the year, and oh. I, yeah, so that that was the whole process. So uh, so I had a hairline fracture at first, and uh, at that point I was like, man, like I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna be ready for the draft and stuff. And uh, so I, what I would do, uh, I wanted to keep my arm in shape, and so I would sit on a bucket and have I had a, a, a boot on my foot. <laughs> And I would throw from off a bucket. <laughs> and uh, so eventually I tried to – I was trying to, like, rush it back, like, because I really – I did not want to miss that time. And so I ended up pushing off my foot a little too hard, and I snapped the bone it went from a hairline fracture to a deep break. And, uh, and at that point, I was like, man. And I, I heard it, and as soon as I did it, I was, like, I was, like, pushing down my foot, and I could just move the bones. And I was like, man, this oh. is – 
Dude, you're killing me here. It's like a horror movie. Well, it's and it's and I'm sure it hurt, but like, it, and but what does that do to you emotionally? You're an athlete. You need your foot. You know, it's and then all of a sudden you're breaking. You're about to get drafted. I mean, that's a disappointing thing. You don't seem like a disappointed person. It obviously, worked out. Your hood, your foot healed, and your your back. But tell us about like that rehab and like what you had to do with that because obviously, it you break your foot in half and you got to repair it. No, exactly. I mean. The, the day I found out that I fractured it, I uh, I was with my mom in the ER because, like, right after the game, I, I stayed in the whole game. I played the whole game. And I was hitting stuff. And, like, every time I would, like, uh, like rotate and, like, step or anything, it would just, like, it just hurt so bad. And I took my I, I took my cleat off, and I was, like, my foot is so swollen. And so we went back to the ER. It was, like, because we were on a away game. And I, that's when they told me that uh, I fractured it. And I, like, I, I, started, I started crying. I was, like, man, like. I don't want I don't want to not this to hinder me from getting drafted like some small like this like no I'm not even a hitter and I did it hitting and uh, but man thankfully so uh, after the complete uh, the the um, the break I had to go uh, to I think it's some Eastern o- Oklahoma like Orthopedic Center but uh, they gave me this uh, like bone regeneration thing it's like a it's like a I don't even know how to explain it. It's like a bracelet kind of for your foot, and it has like a little box on top that just promotes like healing. And so I had to sleep with it anytime I was like sitting down. Like I'd have to like like take it to school with me and like put it around my foot in the middle of class, like and just keep it elevated. And it was just brutal. Like couldn't do anything. And like I said, that that's when I started throwing off the bucket when I couldn't even like stay on my foot. And uh. But thankfully, man, that that uh, <laughs> growth thing helped a ton. So wow. it went from, like something usually that takes like you know a couple months to get back, and it kind of, I think it went back like three weeks, three three and a half weeks. It was unreal. Wow. Yeah. So you're you're in high school, and 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 here he is right here, Broken Arrow Tigers. Is that correct? Yeah, Broken Arrow Tigers. And so from there, you end up going to uh, you commit to uh, Oklahoma, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And so you, you, you commit to Oklahoma, there, there you are right there. And, and the Cub fans from Oklahoma, great group, Wes Jameson and his crew, they told me, yeah, you know, absolutely, get, you know, get drafted by the Cubs, be excited about that. And so how was that moment when you were drafted? What was, that, what was going through your head? It was, what, uh, sixth round? Yes, sir, yeah. Uh, I mean, I say this every single time I get to ask that question. Like, it, it was such a uh, – just like – an unreal experience. Like, it was like, I can't even put it into words of how I felt. Like, it was like, I looked at it as all the work that I've put in, like, throughout the years and all the, all the uh, you know, injuries and stuff that I overcame as, as a kid. And, like, just getting to the point to where I can say I'm drafted and I get to play this game longer. Because, I mean, a lot of people don't get the chances. Like, a lot of people, I mean, man, I'm one of the fewest. And I'm so blessed to be in this position. And so... Once I got the opportunity, it was just felt like, you know, a weight has been lifted off me just because of the fact that I know my hard work that I put in off the field is working. And so I was just so thankful and uh, so thankful for the Cubs, Ty Nichols, just to give me the opportunity. Now, you, you grew up in Oklahoma, and, and there's no baseball team, professional baseball team. Who do most people root for from Oklahoma? I would say – I want to say the Rangers. I would say is the biggest team. Just It's, it's always the closest teams to you usually, so it's like – Rangers, Royals. I mean, there's a lot of Cardinals fans here, and now that absolutely, there's a ton of Cubs fans. I, I didn't know it until I was drafted, but uh, I would say the Rangers and the Royals probably. 
Yeah, Cup no. fans, are, a, a lot of Cup fans uh, travel well just because uh, WGN, you, they, used to, they used to be on TV all the time, uh, you know, before cable TV changed. They had a super station. So the, that was, it, now I'm aging myself, but it was before your time when they, I think they had WGN playing games down there. Yeah, my dad used to tell me about it. So that's how I, <laughs> Exactly. I, I, me and your dad are probably about the same age. <laughs> But um, now, did you? But did you always want to? Was was that the Cubs? Was that the team that you'd want to be drafted by? Was that who did you root for as a kid? Was it the Rangers or would you obviously had experience with all like such a lucky kid with tons of major league teams? You like the Yankees and Derek Jeter. You, yeah. Your your uncle pitched for the Cardinals, and, and you know your friends are maybe going for the Rangers. Like who did you latch on to, or was it player specific? Um, I, it's usually player specific for me, especially growing up, like with the dad having, like my dad's been an agent. So like, I, could, I felt bad rooting for one team, but he had dudes on the other team that I was really close with. So I would say growing up, I, I was probably the biggest like Rangers fan just because of the fact that I was probably closest with Ian Kinsler at the time. And, and like, like I said, he would let me go out there, go to the games early, watch him hit VP, shag VP and stuff. And so I would, I would definitely probably say the Rangers. But, but, but you did like going to see the Cubs. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. I saw uh, Barry Bonds hit uh, oh, what home runs with that? I can't remember the numbers, but he hit two home runs that day. Is this you right here on the screen? Yeah, that's me and my dad. So you're in a Cubs jersey, Cole. So you're definitely you're definitely a fan. I can tell. You the were meant for this. So good on you. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. So it, that was the first time I was in a uh, in Chicago, and and I was like, man, I was, I was just, like, just like you know, being a baseball fan, Wrigley Field is like, you know, it's historical and so I was like I really want to go just watch a game and Barry Bonds was there and I was like dude I gotta go watch Barry Bonds I mean I have to and so my, me and my dad got tickets and uh went and watched the game and man it was it was insane like I can't even like, like I said I can't put into words how, so how, how what, what year do you think that was because you were born I, I, I gotta bring this up you have the coolest birthday of anybody I've ever met in my entire life oh yeah you're like that nine nine ninety nine like how did you swing that or I mean I guess it was your mom Parents, I don't know, man. Oh man, that's so good. I it reminded me of this clip from Ferris nine times. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but it's a classic Chicago. Oh, you've got to see it, and then you'll if you see Ferris Bueller's Day Off, then you'll understand what it will be when you are living and playing in Chicago. You'll understand how most of us uh, live. It, it, it's it's a movie about a couple of high school kids that cut school for the day, and one of the places they do go is Wrigley Field. Wrigley Field, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, for sure, I have to watch that. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's old. Speaking of Wrigley, your parents right there, you know, right? And it's, uh, you know, your dad, Jade's an agent. And your mom, Carrie, like, we got to work her into these kind of interviews because she's, like, a, such a big proponent of yours, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You totally didn't pay me to say that. But uh, she <laughs> did retweet one of the tweets we had advertising it. So I already love her. You know, she's already, like, you know, just exciting to see that, like, as a father, see, like I couldn't imagine, like if my son one day said, "Yeah, I'm going to be pitching for the Cubs," it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that's a blessing. But yeah, my mom's my backbone. She's always <laughs> it's, it's it's always nice having that person. I mean, she she didn't really she was never like into athletics, but it's always like great to have a person you know I can just talk to away from baseball, like like stuff like that, and kind of get your mind off the game for a little bit. Like when you're going on long road trips, you miss home. Sure, and yeah, you went you went back and forth uh, across the uh, the country last year, at, or, or in 2019, I should say. Uh, last year was a whole different story, but uh, going from uh, Eugene and then, uh, but where where did you end up in uh, South Bend? Oh, 
Yeah, after that. So so you went halfway across the country, and of course you're always traveling. What is that like, uh, tra- traveling as a minor league baseball player? What is that life like? Uh, you're going into different towns every single week, maybe hitting a couple different towns. Uh, for a, a few different series is you're staying in hotels, you're getting to know the guys, you're trying to train, stay healthy. Uh, tell me about that kind of grind. Um, you know, it's, I would say it's more of a mental grind instead of like a physical. I mean, physical, it wasn't hard at all. We, we travel pretty nice. I mean, get nice buses, usually have two buses. So it's never like too jam packed, but there's a couple of times like going to Vancouver and it's like a 14 hour bus ride, man. It's not very fun. <laughs> I'd always bring a sleeping bag and my Nintendo Switch and a and a uh, and a, uh, a pillow, and so I just I'd sleep underneath the uh, underneath the seats on the <laughs> ground. Yeah, on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but honestly, like I I I can't complain. Like it was never like bad situations where we at. But uh, what are you eating out there? I mean, are you stopping at you know bus stops and eating at subways and is it like a lot of fast food or or do they give you food? Like how does that work? Yeah, so we get we get a little we get like a little bag of like snacks and stuff, but most of the time like when we're like driving to a place, like we'll stop at like a gas station, but uh, and then you know hopefully the the gas station has like McDonald's attached to it, so <laughs> McDonald's. But uh, most of the time, um, when we get there, it's like before the games and stuff. We can go eat wherever, uh, just kind of depending on the city. But uh, it was a lot. It was a lot of fast food. Yes. So you started at Eugene with the Emeralds, and uh, then you went to South Bend. What was that experience like, you know, between the two organizations? Uh, how different were they? Um, they, weren't, they weren't too different, honestly. Like, uh, it was, I was really surprised, like, how many fans, like, would draw in, uh, in Eugene. And, uh, but, it, like, the, it's just like there's diehard Cubs fans everywhere you go. And so that's what I loved about it because you're always in, like, such a canon community. People go out of their way to, like, help you out with stuff. And I, that's the biggest thing I kind of I kind of uh, I like I, I drew from it was just like how how many fans there are like for the Chicago Cubs like right. in, in different places like, and just playing in front of those in front of those fans that, that are die hard is, is the best. Now, one thing that's been talked a lot about with the Cubs is is the pitch lab. Yeah. You're waiting for my drop, aren't you? I'm always waiting. <laughs> you you, you got to give me a war. Welcome to Pitch Lab. Bienvenidos a Pitch Lab. So we kind of just joke around about it. We, we, we always joke around that it's like this Frankenstein lab that, you know, yeah. they get, they got you down there and it's in the secret basement in a castle. And you go down into Pitch Lab and there's Hadavi and uh, Craig Breslow and, they're, all, and they're, they're showing you. They got the beakers going and the smoke coming out of them. And they're taking arms off of pitchers and they're putting them on other pitchers and uh, sewing them. That's, a, that's our joke on the show anyway. But, like, what what is Pitch Lab? I mean, you're using advanced metrics. They're measuring uh, – everything from your spin rates to your release points to uh so tell tell us what it is like to work with all that data that they're throwing at you all the time uh i mean so i'll give you like a full rundown of pitch lab so it's like we have the you know where you guys know where it's at like in the spring and mesa the, the, the cages it's like the backside of the cages and i mean you walk in there and it's like your camera on like every single angle of you and you go in there, you have to put the white jersey on so the cameras will pick up the top part of your body and everything. And uh, it's just, like, it's kind of weird. Like, I'm, I'm really not, like, too analytical because, like, I look, at, I look at baseball as, like, I'm either going to go out there and I'm either going to do good 
or not do good. It's not going to be based on how good my spin rate and stuff is. But I was like, I'm either going to give up hits or get out. And so that's kind of how I look at it. But it literally breaks down every single thing. Like it has like, a skeleton version of you, like compared to say, like um, skeleton. See, I'm right about the dungeon. They're turning people into skeletons. It's it's the weirdest thing ever, though. It's like the most like high tech thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like they'll oh my God. They'll think, like and push you with like say like Chris Paddock, and so it made that me and Chris Paddock like in the same like. Like just like overlaid with each other, and just like it's anything you can think of, like analytically, it shows. So is this pitch lab right here? Let's check out this video here. So that that's the twelve pack. That's not that's not the lab. Okay. Yeah, the, the lab's in a castle. I told you, Crawley. It's in it's in a dungeon. It's actually underground. The facility. I t- I know. It's gotta be. It, it's gotta wow. be. Otherwise, you can see it from space. It's <laughs> the, you know, all the all the weird experiments they're doing. That I mean. So you you say that you don't use, or you probably use some of it, or 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 they tell you based upon metrics, or explain it to you, or talk about it a different way. But are there some pitchers that you feel that maybe don't have the most um, natural ability in the world that benefit a lot from using some of that analytic some of those analytics because they can make those centimeter adjustments or grip adjustments or whatever it would be uh are there some people that basically are made better by the pitch lab or is it that wouldn't be otherwise i guess is my question yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think it helps, like, kind of knowing what your spin rate is and how it plays. Like, say you have a – you're throwing, like, 88, 90, but you have a super high spin rate. That means your fastball will still play up in the zone just because of the fact that it keeps that carry on it. See, like, I like stuff like that. And, like, so that, and the, the pitch lab was big for uh, helping me with my curveball and, like, just seeing, like, how the spin was going, like, how fast it was coming out of my hand and just, like, Making sure it was on the same like uh, like path as my fastball and pretty much just tunneling pitches, but absolutely what you're saying like to what you said, I I, I see a hundred percent that it helps people like just know, to know like how to pitch like so like you can go uh, high fast uh, high spin uh, fastball and then like twelve uh, six curveball off of that fastball. Nice. And now, it looks the same coming out of your hand is yeah. and that's what they're measuring and just and 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 if you're an inch to the left or right it's going to know that too and tell you hey you got you you did it different so that's your tell hey, um do you have a, a you have a, a his uh curveball right don't you yeah, have a, I do, I do have yeah i want to i want to see it i want to see it because i want to talk about that curveball yeah it's uh it's pretty it the sun ranto show is brought to you by ebay sneakers from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for one of one pair of Air Force One low tops. 
Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram, and you can win. Get your sneakers from eBay. It's free to sell your sneakers there uh, if they're worth $100 or more. And thanks to eBay's authenticity guarantee, verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. Other sites take $25. So come on now. Get in there. Sell your sneakers. Buy you some sneakers. Get Go to eBay. And if this money you'll save by doing it on eBay, you'll have a lot of extra money for, guess what? More sneakers. And thanks for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show eBay. Also sponsoring Sun Ranto is Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA's in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest as BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now what? Now you you said that it, you went from more of a traditional curve to maybe a more of a knuckle curve. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I um, so in the middle, I would say probably after about three starts in Eugene, uh, Sags, our um, old pitching coordinator, came down. And he was like, "Just try this curveball." Because at, at first, I would throw it like this and just have my. Let me see if I. Can, did yeah, you have a ball around? I'd love yeah, to see the grip. Let me grab one right quick. It's right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got a side. We we got time. Uh, th- this uh, curveball brought to you by Club Four Hundred Beer, Crawley's favorite beer. It is the beer that's good for all nine innings. You know, I always joke around. You guys see me drinking this, but I swear to God, I don't just do it for the show. Like I do it for fun. So yeah, <laughs> this is actually they're not even sponsors of the show. You just drink the beer. Well, my hope is is once Cole Franklin's <laughs> in Chicago full time, we have a um, a place we, we're known as Club Four Hundred, and it's Cub fans helping Cub fans. It's um. By Stuart McVicker, it's his basement, a man cave. We've had Rizzo out there, Baez out there, Schwarber, Tom Ricketts, Ryan Sandberg. Contreras. Contreras. When, when, when you're in Chicago and you're close by, we'd love to have you out there, and we do things for charity all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've seen that before on Twitter, I think, or something. But, yeah, that's awesome. So well, let's see this curveball grip. Okay, so I, mean, this, I just grabbed a sign baseball. I have no clue what sign what. But, <laughs> uh, so on, like, a traditional curveball, I, I would throw it like this. So basically, I would have my just my finger like kind of resting off of it and just throw it like that. And so what what they did was switch it to more of a like a spike. And so now I put my finger like in the middle of the seam and hold it like this. And so I and I hold it on this side of the on the laces so I can really like get torque when I when I pull down on this lace and and just pretty much just try to follow my thumb up with that. So it's just it's like basically like that. And All so because right. the thing that they switched was. When I was throwing my traditional uh, curveball, I would throw it and it would sometimes pop out of my hands where you could see it was different than a fastball. And so I was getting a lot, you know, to sit there. I mean, it was just kind of like a waste pitch. And so once I switched to this, it was more like direct out of the hand and just went straight down. And then I was able to throw it a little harder and I had a lot more spin on it. 
And now, then you got you got the changeup too, which is about ten miles different than your fastball. And that that's what everybody raves about is that change of yeah. yours. And and uh, it, it's funny because I think about the Cubs right now. They got a. I mean, we have to have the slowest starting staff in the major leagues right now. You know, with uh, with Davies and and Hendo and uh, and Mills, Millsy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, topping out at ninety ninety one. You you pitch. You know, three four miles, uh, five miles power, maybe sometimes faster than that. Um, it, now is is kind of. I made the joke. Uh, I think on the last show is slow the new fast. Is that like with your rave being the changeup, obviously set up by a fastball, but uh, is is that kind of the finesse pitching style of the Cubs that they're preaching right now? Um, I think so. I mean, I, I look at it as like as long as you can pitch, it doesn't matter the velocity. As long as you can go out there and, you know, feed the defense and get outs, it doesn't have to be like, you know, 97 to 100. I think as long as you can throw strikes and command your pitches, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter about the speed. That's kind of how I've always looked at it. So, I mean, it doesn't really, like, like velocity doesn't, like, you know, phase. Like, I'm not out there trying to throw 100. I mean, that'd be nice. But I'm saying, I'm saying like, I, I, I'd rather, you know, throw a little slower and get outs and be consistent and not walk people than, you know, go out there and just let it rip and get nowhere close to the strike zone. Now, you know, obviously we've been living in a COVID world and that just has really kind of thrown so many things off. Uh, you know, there was no minor league season in 2020. Um, but how has, how has these restrictions, like not having a minor league system, or, or do you think you would be in Arizona right now if it wasn't for COVID? Yes, 100%. I would, I'd be in Arizona right now if it wasn't for COVID. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it sucks just because of the fact that, I mean, everybody's going through it. And I feel like, I, I don't feel like it really, took a year away from me just because of the fact that like we were all we were all given like a plan I still got my innings in and like I feel like it didn't really set me back but there's not really much you can do <laughs> yeah you just right. sometimes so you, you the plan is what Myrtle Beach for you uh I'm not too sure yeah I, I really I really don't know it kind of depends on the spring I have and because they're starting a, a month later. I got people that are watching don't know that they're, everything's uh, starting up a month later. So when are you going to start up uh, minor league spring training? So I fly out uh, March 30th, and I think our first day of camp is supposed to be like April 4th, I believe, because we had to go down there. I think we had to take COVID tests, and it's like a five-day quarantine or something like that. But uh, They're taking it serious, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. So the one thing that really excites us, like I said, about having you on is that, you know, everyone watching the show and especially Danny and I, we were really, we watched that first wave of talent that Theo and Jed brought in, you know, and, and some of it was Jim Hendry prior, but we saw the minor league success that had, you know, Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber, uh, Glabar Torres, Eloy Jimenez, but a lot of those guys either made the major league roster or were traded for other pieces that the team needed. But now all of a sudden it seems like the second wave we're starting to hear about. And that's what we're really excited about is just, just now all of a sudden for, you know, the Cubs for the first time in a while have, this is the marquee put up the top 20 Cubs prospects, one through 10. You, what do you think of this list right here? Does that look about accurate to you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, you know, it's, it's you, you don't think you should be higher? I mean, number six, you're going to take that? <laughs> Come on. Hey, I, you know, I, I got I got Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. 
There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I still got work to do. <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing. We, you know, what I looked at is that, what was it, 2019, the Eugene Emeralds won, correct? The champions. Uh, uh, 20, 2018, they won. And then 2019. 2019. Yeah, South Bend won. So the, this this group is having a lot of success. I would wonder if you'd give us, me a little breakdown and other Cub fans that are watching this. Give us a breakdown of some of these guys I'm going to put up here. What should they be looking out for? And what can you, what do you see when you see these guys? What are you going to tell people? Like, hey, this guy, this is what you got to know about him. Let's, let's. Let's start out with this guy right here, Chase Strump. What can you tell me? Oh, he's got some of the nicest hair uh, in the organization. First off, <laughs> uh, but man, he's a, he's just a, he's a great he's a great dude. I mean, he's he's a great dude on and off the field. That's the biggest thing. Like with me, I love just like being cool with my teammates, like just being boys with them off the field too. And man, like Chase, dude, he's he's got an unreal bat. I mean, he he he's so disciplined in the box to where like. I would hate facing dudes like him just because of the fact that, like, you know, those dudes who are so comfortable and are okay with getting two strikes on them and will still just battle, battle, battle. That's how he always has every single bat. He just battles all the time. And so, I mean, I just I, I respect that, you know, he'll never take that bat off. Mm-hmm. How about this guy right here? What can you tell us about Mr. Ryan Jensen? What, what does the future hold for him? What do you like about him? Man, that's my little son. That's my, that's, my, that's, my, that's my little boy. No, okay. that's that's my that's one of my best friends, man. I mean, the dude is electric. I mean, there's not much else to say. He's absolute cheese balls. I mean, and a disgusting slider. And he's just like I said, he's one of my best friends. He's got the second best style on the team behind me. Uh, <laughs> but he's he's like I say, he's a great dude. Like I lived with him this off season, and we got really close. And uh, I met him in Eugene. Like I said, just like I, I really respect the people who show up every single day and take their business serious. And he's one of those dudes. I mean, there's always time to joke around, but when it's time to get down to business, he's always he's always locked in. You think you might do a podcast like Hap? Yeah, we were thinking about doing it. We were yes. like, it was like me, Brennan, Cole, Jensen, and uh, Cam Sanders, and we we're like, man, I mean, because I feel like. All of us, when we're all together, like, we're pretty funny guys. And so I was like, man, maybe, like, you know, we could just do a podcast. I mean, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, Absolutely. the chemistry, you already got the chemistry from being together all the time. And uh, and Hap just linked up with, uh, who was it? Um, John Boy. John Boy, yeah. So, you know, John Boy's running his own media thing. You get in on that uh, through the back door there. That- I know. I know. I, I know. I, we talked to him, and then everyone's down. We just kind of. We haven't been with each other in a minute. Here, here's the thing, Cole. If it's not done by next offseason, we are going to invite whoever you want on. You can send the invite like I sent it to you. You can forward it to whoever you want, and we'll let you guys run with it. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, we'll figure it out for sure. We'll get it right. I promise we'll figure it out. How about this guy right here? You mentioned him on your podcast. Brendan Davis, what can you tell us about him for the future? Man, also, 
He's a decent golfer, not better than me. Just not, but uh, I mean, he's one of the most athletic dudes I have ever seen in my entire life. Just like can pick up anything and look like he's done it for years. And it's crazy. You know, to see. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's crazy to see. Like, we'll be joking around playing basketball. I mean, I, like, when I first met Brennan, he was super shy, like, super shy. And I was like, I was never really shy. I was kind of always outgoing, you know, just like, I love to have fun, love to be funny, just love to make people laugh. And so he was always kind of closed off. And I was like, bro, like, it was me, him, and Rotor drafted in 18. We were the only high school. And I was like, man, I was like, you got to start being cool. You got to start opening up to me because, like, dude, it's just us three. And I, I you know, we never had the college experience. So, like, we, we're going to be boys, like, stick together. And, but, and so, like, just throughout the years, just seeing him do some stuff, I'm like, how are you good at that? And it's just, he's so athletic. Well, you know, the Cubs have a very bad history with center fielders, like first baseman, third baseman. We've had a lot of great, but, but center fielder has just been such a, it's like the Chicago Bears quarterback situation. It's like, you've had like a hundred different center fielders in my lifetime. And so like, that's why a lot of people, like when we see Brennan, we're like, Oh, could this could this finally be the center fielder we're waiting for? Tell, tell him there's a lot of pressure on him. I'm sure that'll help. Yeah, I, I, I will for sure. No, but honestly, he's he's uh, man, I'm I'm proud of him. What about Braylon Marquez? Okay, so I'm not I'm not too close to Marquez. I mean, me and him were like really good friends, but like I don't like really know him that much off the field as I do on the field. But dude throws absolute fuzz. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, dude throws. Absolute grease. I, so I was his catch partner, and uh, sorry, I'm just getting all these things on my computer right now. Pop, <laughs> you getting pop up ads? Yeah, it's out of nowhere. Okay, sorry. And so in Arizona, before uh, we had like a little two week pitching camp in November, and uh, me, he was my catch partner. And I was literally like looking at our at our uh, pitching coach, and I was like, "You got to tell me I'm playing catch with this guy," and just throwing absolute BBs. And I was like, "Man." I might have to get out of here a little early and find a new catch partner. But I mean, <laughs> everything he throws is just gas. And I'm like. It's, it sounds like he just, he, he does it like everything is like 114%. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. you're like, dude, we're just playing catch right no. now. What are you doing? Hey, like, easy, easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> he's like, he's rip. I'm like, yeah, man. You know, well, we saw him a little bit last year. I mean, what, we only came up and pitched, I think, uh, in one game. Against uh, the Sots. When against in- yeah, at the end of the year, um, so we we didn't see him too much, uh, um, but uh, but it was it, uh, he throws hard. That, I mean, that's that is that is the reputation. Yeah, I is mean, there anybody that uh, we didn't include on the list that you might say Cubs fans might want to be looking out for in the future? Uh, Cole Roder and Cam Sanders. I mean, Roder's got some of the quickest hands I've ever seen, just because the fact that his hands move when he's boxed is just it's just straight to the ball. And Cam Sanders, I think, is like is really slept on just because of the fact that like I, I guess I don't know why he slept on, but he's he's another dude that he's unreal. I, I believe I love watching him pitch, and I think he's he's uh he's kind of he slept on. Yeah, somebody's asking from the chat here. Uh, does does you have what does it say? Does he have a uh, sleeve, a full sleeve? Yeah, I can tell I, you I saw this on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, can we can we do a little show and tell? What do you got? Yeah, you got a giant lion. That's beautiful. That's intricate. How long did you have to sit for that giant lion tattoo on your uh, left shoulder? Uh, eight and a half hours. Mm. Yeah, eight and a half hours. Good lord. Yeah, it was, uh, it was not fun. 
And so how many tattoos do you think you have right now? Man, I have my chest done. I got all of this on my arm. And so I I, mean, I can't have probably like 10, maybe big ones. Well, the Sun Ranto Show, we do have an official tattoo artist. Oh, really? Yeah, Matt, Matt Kammerer, he's, he's out of St. Louis. So if you're ever uh, traveling through there and want to get some some ink, like he's got a little studio. I, it, all the art behind me, most of it anyway, is all him. So if you see like there's uh, uh, Javier Baez right there. And then he's got one up. He draws on top of maps, like old maps. And he did he did some flags. There's Wilson Contreras right there. That's great. That's even awesome. he he did me. Oh yeah, that's over the city of Chicago. And uh, it, it, this is uh, the Grandpa Rossi and uh, Jason Hayward dick bump. <laughs> the, the, they used to bump cups when something good happened in the game. That was uh, so he he made that, but. Uh, no, he's an awesome artist, and uh, I'm sure he'd, he'd ink you up if you're ever in that area. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got, I, I'm addicted to him. I want to have, I want to have a lot. So, I guess you know, one of the last things I want to ask you, and I just want to thank you, kind of, for taking your time and and, and kind of coming out here. Is, is do the Cubs invite you to come to Wrigley Field for a series at all after your season's over? Uh, no, not really. It's kind of no. It, I've never really seen anybody do that. So, yeah, it's. It's kind of, you know, you're done with your season, so it's your time to go home and hang out and get back to it. Right, right, right. So here's the thing. If you guys ever are in Chicago and you want to come visit Club 400, we just want you to know that you have an invitation, an extended invitation, that whenever you want to come out there and, and, and meet the people and the, and the biggest fans in Chicago, you are welcome, you are invited. Wes will tell you all about us, and, and we thank you so much for coming out here. Dan, you got something to add? No, just thanks for coming on, man. It's, we, uh, it's just good to talk to you, and, and it, it's been a long time since the Cubs have had some exciting pitching prospects that were moving through the system. You're one of them. So you're, you're basically all of our hopes and dreams are on your shoulders. I hope that's not too much pressure for you, but, but we're just excited to see you uh, move through and have lots of success and see you at Wrigley Field because uh, according to uh, sources – you you're like one of the untradeable guys. Like they're gonna they're gonna stick with you. I, I hope so. Uh, so hopefully we'll see you at Wrigley before too long. Absolutely. Well, I, I want to thank you guys so much for letting me come on here and talk to you guys. It was great meeting you guys. And uh, well, hopefully maybe if I'm in South Bend this year, it's not too far from Chicago. So I'd love to come down and visit it. Absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah, uh, man. Come on down. We'll get this board. <laughs> we'll get you first row of the bleachers, and you can see Perfect. how you can see how this half lives. Perfect, exactly. I'm in. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, should we end it with a song, Crawley? Yeah, absolutely. What do you want yeah. to end it with? Uh, well, we could do a little uh, "No Fighting in the Bleachers." How about that? Let's well, go coming back to Wrigley. That's I'm kind of like in a mood to get fired up. Cole's got me fired up. Yeah, I I don't believe it's in the the brand. I'm sorry, I can't play that one, but. Um, I will play. How about uh, we do a little? No, the only one in there. How about uh, let's do the John Lackey song? I didn't come here for a haircut. That's there what he favorites. All right. All right. Spagog, everybody. Spagog. Thanks for coming on, Cole. Yeah, thank you guys. We win the World Series.
teeth And I'll platinum plate my cowboy boots So that everyone can see That I didn't come here for a haircut I came for jewelry No, I didn't come here for a haircut I came for jewelry I'm here to be a champion So don't worry about my hairdo, it looks just fine to me. Cause I did come here for a haircut, I came for jewelry. medallion of good old Harry Carey Shiny red blue bracelet made of sapphires and rubies But the ring upon my finger it glitters and it gleams It says Cubs World Series Champions of 2016 No, I didn't come here for a haircut I came I'm here to be a champion and win the World Series So don't worry about my hairdo, it looks just fine to me Cause I didn't come here for 